3: Welcome to the latest edition of 100, The Ed Gordon Podcast. Today, a conversation with singer, actress, and entrepreneur, Tamala Mann. This multi-talented woman is also a woman of faith, a wife, and a mother. The Grammy winner and husband David Mann have been married for more than three decades. Tyler Perry brought them to the attention of millions by casting them as Mr. Brown and Cora. They took those characters to the stage and the big screen. Man is not one to rest when it comes to work. Her latest project is the album Overcomer. Hey lady, good to see you. Good to see you. As always, as always. Here's what I for as long as I've known you, here's what I didn't know. Fort Worth, Texas. Yes, that's where I was right. Yeah, I didn't know that. So, so a, a Texas girl and and a and a church girl.
4: Yes. Talk to they, me about
3: growing up there.
4: You know, growing up in Fort Worth to me is kind of country, but we still have a little city life. It, mm-hmm. You know, it's a little slower. It's slower than Dallas. But I'm uh, like where I live now is in between. I'm in Mansfield in between Fort Worth and Dallas. So I can get to either one like 20, 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. But growing up here, I think I was able to kind of be well-rounded. I mean, you know, it's like, say, get some of the country. I would hang out in the summertime,s and. In the country with my brothers, because they actually helped. They worked farms where they was driving tractors and stuff like that. You know, the real horse thing is people think everybody takes a horses. Mm-hmm. Everybody don't. But <laughs> they was working with the people who had horses. But uh, I really loved it. And going to church, you know, I found myself... Um, my older siblings, the teenagers, they were teenagers at the time going to a youth choir rehearsal. And I would go with them because I was the baby. So I kind of, they was looking out for me. And I started singing along with them, you know, at eight. Uh, just, they were in a choir stand and I was standing on the floor down close to the choir stand. And by the time I was 12, Ed, I was singing with the senior choir. I just kind of fell in love with it and just found a gift that I didn't even know that I had. And it's just, and I'm still in love with singing like I was at then now. I mean, I just, it is truly my passion.
3: You do something that not everybody is is good at, and that is to be able to, in the industry, go between things that you do and do them well, right? Because people don't always want to accept that. You know, wow. you've got somebody like Jamie who can sing and uh, Jamie Foxx who can sing uh-huh. as a comedian. I think mm-hmm. back to Eddie Murphy when he tried the singing. You know, sometimes they only want to accept you for one thing, no matter how good you may be at the other. They only That's want to true. embrace you for the first thing they knew you they for. Want, they, want they want that want box. box. You've been able to dance between a number of things. What do you what do you put that to? I
4: hate to say it, my faith, God, mm-hmm. favor. Um, Because, you know, like we were just talking, singing is my first love, my first passion. Acting came along with David pushing me and Tyler pushing me, because I was like, they saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And my mom always told me, whatever you do, do it 100%. If you go say you're going to do it, give it your best. And, And that's what I try to do. It's like, even with the acting, I feel like, I'm not the best, but I don't feel like I'm the worst, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but with Tyler, one thing he told me in the beginning is take yourself to a real place and put yourself in that character's space. And that really registered with me on uh, the characters or whatever the storyline is for each episode to kind of put myself in that place. And that helped me, because he say, if you acting is wrong, but if mm-hmm. you come and just being just you, you're not acting. It's like it's gonna come across like you there. You know that's really who you are, and that that helped me on that aspect. And to me, I you know acting is icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just like you said, another gift that I didn't know that I could do, and I'm just really grateful for that opportunity to be able to shine in that light. But when it comes to singing, it's like I'm comfortable.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, of course I'm nervous when I'm. I don't care whenever I'm still nervous, but. That's the one thing that I know, true gift that God has given me that I'm really sure about.
3: Yeah, and it's the good nervous. Yes. If you're good at it, you live for that moment, right? Right. You're like, I got this, I got this. But but leading into it, there's always that little uh, butterfly.
4: I like yes, we call it bubble guts. Yeah, (laughs)
3: yeah, absolutely. It's like
4: you love like the air bubbles. It's like, oh my god.
3: Yo, well, I'm gonna keep my butterfly. My butterfly sound better than bubble. But <laughs> well, it isn't
4: true. Yeah, it's true I though. Mean, it's, it's so true. funny that me talking to so many different people, we have the same effect. It's well, it's like yeah. your stomach is just really bubbling, yeah. but it but it's it's your nerves. But it's it's a great thing to like you say to be able to get in that space and it's like and on that space. It's like once I say them first two or three words, then the nervousness goes away.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Here's what's interesting to me um, when we talked about singing and you starting at a, a young age and, and you know, getting into the senior choir and the like, you then kind of catapult yourself to start singing, I suspect, on the circuit as they came through. But people like a Yolanda Adams and a Fred Hammond and, you know, and then you go on to sing, you know, with and for others. But um, that must've been exciting when you started to see people come through and you knew that I can sing on this level too. It's not just in the church choir, but now Man. you're singing with folk who getting paid show enough and you know them.
4: Right. And it, it is, it's incredible to look at my phone and say, these people that I looked up to, they're in my phone. I'm like, like the, I got the Clark sisters in my phone, <laughs> you know, and they, I grew up listening to them, you know, as a teenager, me and my best friend, you know, with the, with the, either a the pen or a brush for the microphone, you know? So to see them, talk to them, you know, like you say, Yolanda and Vanessa Bell, be, to be able to be there, sometimes we just did the Stella Awards, and I'm still in awe. Ed. I'm just, mm-hmm. even with the people that, as far as movies, to be with Angela Bassett and so many others, it, it's It's like, remo- I'm, I'll be sitting there sometime thinking like, you are in the presence of, when I did the movie with Whitney, Houston Sparkle, mm-hmm. I mean, we sit and she talked to me um, while we were doing that movie. And, you know, I just kind of got to know her a little bit. And it was incredible. I'm like, girl, are you sitting here with a superstar. <laughs> so it is true. Yeah. So I still do have those moments that I'm just, I'm still excited to be in the moment and to be with the people and be able to give the gifts that I have. shared. And
3: it's interesting because I think particularly from the characters you all have played and I've seen it cause I've been with you in these situations, you know, fans see you in a different way because of the characters you play. I think they see you as more approachable than they might someone else who didn't play those characters and all. But mm-hmm. I, I tell people you as the person you have been all your life. And when you close the doors, just you, and you know who you are, there is this sense of when you sit across from somebody you have Idolized or known, or you know, I have sometimes said in the middle of an interview, "I can't believe I'm sitting here doing this." Yes, you know.
4: even a, even to talk to you, I'm like, "Oh,
3: please!" What? But but you know, <laughs>
4: what I'm saying. know but but it's in, but I'm still I'm happy about it. You know, and I'm excited. You know, to do the interview with whomever. You know, mm-hmm. even I even for the ones you know, the mom and pops. You know, I just. I just feel like we all I try to give everybody the same amount of love because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we all deserve it. You know, I feel like somebody gave you a chance. You give somebody a chance because there's uh, people that are coming with their thing, you know, different shows and magazines. And I just like to share myself and that that I can. How, how many person.
3: people how many people actually think that you are Cora?
4: A lot of them. like <laughs> yesterday, uh, I had my grandkids in the car with me. And we went to pick up something to eat. And we seen this young, two young girls, they had a table and they had a sign. And I just kind of let the one down. I said, what y'all doing? They it was like, we're doing donations for bullying and just helping young people, you know, in the, and, you know, we're just taking donations, but they started screaming. I mean, like screaming, like somebody was after them. And I was like, y'all can't do that. <laughs> and you know, my kid, my grandkids in the car was like, they scared me, but it's, It's amazing because the baby came to the car and she was like, Cora, where's Brown at? And then I said, his name is not Brown, his name is David. She said, where's David Brown at? I said, that's not our last name. She was like, okay, I know, I know. But people do it, they do it all the time. So we just answer. We just answer. Yeah. What's it
3: been like? Because, you know, I've talked to Tyler about this personally. What's it been like to be associated with characters and Tyler and the like where, you know, Listen, let's be honest. Some people in our community don't like the portrayal of the characters he's put out. Um, yet yet everybody knows those characters cuz they are in your family. Whether that you is right. like it or not. You, you know, it's not like you have to say, well now who is that? that you know, you right. know exactly who that is. But <laughs> what's it been like and what do you feel when you hear some of the backlash? I
4: mean, you know, some things just like when you come to a meal, some things it's not gonna be on everybody's palate. I mean, you're not gonna like everything, and everybody's not gonna like you. And I realize that, even when it comes to this music, you know, some people will. Cause you know, I know I'm a weller. I can be quite loud, but I, I've learned to sing soft too. But with Tyler and us and our characters, I think the majority it has resonated because, like you just said, that there's somebody in your family that's a Cora or Mr. Brown or Medea. So. I just take the bitter with the sweet and just, we just give what we can give, help what you can help, and we move forward.
3: That passion was showcased in her performance of Take Me to the King. No doubt that first and foremost, Tamala is a singer. When you have a song like Take Me to the King, that now has become a signature song, not just for you, but it's one of those songs, you know, like um some of the Wynin's biggest hits.
0: Mm-hmm. Or,
3: you know, um James Cleveland's biggest yeah. hits, or yeah, I mean, it, it is one of those songs that is gonna. When people talk about greatest songs in gospel, contemporary gospel, it's gonna be on that list. I'll say it. You don't have to. It's gonna be on that list. What is it like for you to have a song like that? Because you know, if nothing else, you know how it touched so many of us.
4: Man, it. I'm lost for words. Honestly, you know when it happened in uh 2012, 2012, when we released the song. Me and Kirk talk about it even to this day. We had no idea when we got together that this song would reach the magnet what it's done. And for those and that don't
3: know, we're talking about Kirk Franklin who produced Kirk Franklin, yes. Uh,
4: yeah, the producer wrote it and wrote it. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean it's like it's an incredible feeling, all I can say. And to have people to come and people are weeping and saying that this song has helped them and I've helped their, you know, bless their lives. It's just, but to me, that's what it's all about, is to be able to give, again, a helping hand and to be uplifting to somebody that's down or that's going through. And that song is sad, but it's became a big song for funerals. Mm
0: -hmm.
4: It's like an anthem that they call it here in Texas. And that we like we didn't sing it, and I've got it from even other nationality people saying we played your song in my mother's service, and it was comforting to her. I mean, to be able to be a comfort to somebody, it mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. It's an
3: mm-hmm.
4: incredible feeling.
3: And I never took it uh, as a song, an ending song. You know, I never took it that way. Yeah. Um, I you know I took it as 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 taking me to the King for my existence while I'm here.
4: That's right. But, see, you know? that, but, but I think it, it it gives both. It's like you have a place that you can go. Yes. And then there's a place after we do rest, rest, rest. <laughs> we do want to rest with the King. I, I mm-hmm. mean, that's, that's my message mm-hmm. is that I want people to, to when we do shut our eyes and don't open them anymore, that we're going to be with the Lord. And, mm-hmm. but uh, for, like you say, for your everyday Yes. I mean, that's a place that you can go to just ease your mind to to get some peace.
3: When we come back, the new album and that hilarious husband.
2: LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
3: Tamla Man has not traveled this road to success alone. Her husband David has been right there. He is an entertainment powerhouse in his own right and one of those people who's just downright funny. Let me uh, get to one other thing before I get to new project, and that is hubby. Uh, now I always tell people if you think he's funny on stage, you should stand with him behind the stage. He
4: is. And That's when play, he's really to lay, funny. To, to lay beside him, but like sometimes he do things. he's just he's funny. He really is. And I tell him all the time, you play too much because he's clowning all the time. Like we were in this meeting, I walked in and he just went and pat me on the. My daughter was like, Do you have to pat her on the butt? You don't you don't have just look at her. You don't have to touch
3: her. Oh, he, he is just, hilarious. He is
4: been, it was thirty-three years for us this year. And so that's
3: what I was gonna ask you. Uh, because I, I know you all re- renewed your vows at twenty-five.
4: But right? here's what
3: I found interesting about you guys. Marriage is a challenge <laughs> for everybody. It is. It really is. And mm-hmm. there are times that you really want that challenge to go unnoticed, if we're all honest. That's right. right? Um, But that has been something based on, particularly after you all got as popular as you got, that wasn't always easy. And so you guys have been very honest about your relationship. You did a, a musical project. Mm-hmm. Uh, around you know your love project you're around mm-hmm. your marriage to been really upfront Us. about the ups and downs of it what gave you that
1: courage
4: uh the tran- to be transparent because a lot of times people look at what we do even yourself that we don't have issues that we don't have problems we have problems just like every other family mm-hmm. every other couple and we just wanted to share our point of view of our happiness and to show that there are days that yes, you feel like quitting this, this be Frank. You want to quit. You want to give up just like everybody else. Cause you're just like, okay, you don't make me mad today. I don't want to deal with you. No, more. it's the truth. We all deal with that. But one thing that me and David did in the beginning of our relationship is we made that not be an option to quit, to give up, to divorce, that whatever we face with the Lord's help, We can work through it. And that's what we decided to do and to even try to be examples for our kids and just other people that to share that with the ups and downs. Because like you said, every relationship, you're going to have some ups and downs. Every day is not peaches. You know, you're going to have some sour lemon days. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, And that's what we were willing to share with people and to be transparent.
3: And what, what, did you have to find grace and mercy within to to really be transparent? I mean, you know, there are levels of transparency too, right?
4: Yes. So I might yes. tell you
3: A, but I ain't telling you B and C, right? But we,
4: but, well, we decided to just, even like what was so funny is with the knock at the door, the song that David did with our um, next to the oldest child, because David, our family is blended. We have mm-hmm. two together. He had two girls. And then we raised my niece. So when we found out about Tiffany, she was five years old when her mom came out and asked. So people are assuming that this happened when we were married. While
3: you were together.
4: Right. But this mm-hmm. happened before we got married. We just didn't find out till she was here, to after we was married. So, I mean, and that she was his. So that, and we were willing to, because the thing is, is I realized, Ed, that we weren't the only ones who've dealt with this mm-hmm. and dealing with it. And it. And I think people, and I've learned this from Tyler, is some things when you really, really talk about it and you put it out there, you crush what the naysayer is going to say mm-hmm. because it's like, I'm telling you what the true story is in order for you to try to make up a story on your own. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you how it went and how it goes. So that's, that's why I think we decided to be so transparent and even... Something that that was so serious, but, you know, we would even have to tell the mother we weren't trying. Our daughter, we had to tell her we didn't mean for it to be painful to you to say that you was a knock at the door. But that's that's what happened. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's the truth. You know, so we had to sit and talk about that with even our daughter, you know, to let her know that you wasn't, I mean, a mistake. But it wasn't something they weren't like really, really in a relationship. It was something that, as we do, you know, where everybody had Mm
3: -hmm.
4: that time that you did what you did.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. And you're so and you're so right. You know, nine times out of 10, not always, but nine, the vast majority. I tell people, if you get in front of it and own whatever it is, it's usually never as bad as you thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Even even if it's horrible, you tend to think it's even going to be worse than it worse than actually it is. is. And then when you right. own it, it does take away anybody else's sting. Yeah, I was going to
4: say, you take this thing out of you took the words right out of my mouth because it does because exactly people get the ride and draw their own conclusion. Yeah. But when yeah. you telling them what the facts are, you know, oh, well, because it's like we already know me and him know what we are <laughs> and whatever <laughs> you say, ain't nothing you right. can say is going to tear, tear right. us apart we've because we've
3: dealt we with it. T- Yeah, Mm -hmm. which takes us right to the new project, Overcomer. Overcomer. Why that title?
4: That title came about with this album. The last five, six years of me dealing with my knees, because people didn't realize I was working and singing in pain with my leg. And I messed up. the. It was the left leg. I messed up the right leg because I just waited so long to just keep working. Then the weight issue, which I've been dealing with for my whole life, I just Mm -hmm. decided, okay, Tam, you need help. So let's go to somebody help. That's when I joined and did the thing with WW. And the last thing that I've really been dealing with that a lot of people are afraid to talk about is menopause. Mm -hmm. Menopause in our community, yes, we say people, you know, the old word going through the change, but we never, you never really hear anybody talk about it. And me and David, You know, it was like it did come a little shaky part where what happens is it's like something takes over your body. So and it's like, again, it's like, Tam, you got to go talk to somebody. You got to get some help. Talk to my doctor. Um, But these are things that can be helped and put up on, you know, that they can can be helped. Bottom line, Mm -hmm. you can get help and you can work through these things. So Overcomer came from all of that, that. I'm gonna focus. I'm gonna finish, and I'm gonna complete these tasks. And you know, with you know, with the help of um, you know, with God, I just and my family. That's you know how I'm just talking about overcoming.
3: And and you, we should note that you know the health challenges with challenges with the knees. You had double knee.
4: I had double knee because I messed. Yes, I did. The left one was bad, but I messed up the right one because I was putting so much you know the weight on it and, you know, just depended on it so much that I messed it up as well. So I wound up having to get both of them done and I chose to do that. So I wouldn't, I would take down for work and not have to take down again Mm -hmm. if I did one at a time. Mm -hmm. So that's why I decided to do both of them at the same time.
3: And and we should note for our community in particular, because we have battled with weight issues um, for so many of us for so long those are the things that exacerbate the things that you're dealing with in the first mm-hmm. place so if you've got a bad knee and you carry an extra 10 20 30 50 80 100 pounds oh, that's gonna be worse on that knee
4: that's right right that's right and he said because like the, every 20 pounds takes off kind of probably what he said if I'm not misquoting kind of like 50 pounds of pressure mm-hmm. every 20 pounds you take off takes off of your knees so it's very important you know, to just for us to be health conscious, I'm, you know, so it's just everything within moderation. Not to say we have to take away everything, but we need to be have moderation with everything. And I'm learning that. And it's still a lifestyle change for me, because it's like when you're so used to doing one thing, if you're not careful. You can't slide back into mm-hmm. doing the same routine. And I'm just trying to be really mindful. And that's what these songs are talking about conquering. One song is talking about conquering, uh, you know, God being a healer, him helping us, him being our source. So it's just all these things I talked about. And it's like I sit and talk to most uh, all the writers and producers on what I wanted to talk about on this album. So it really has become like an overcoming for me over fear because afraid to just even write. Because I'm like, oh, that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. But to, mm-hmm. to combine myself and get with some people to help me bring my words to life is, I mean, I'm so proud of this work. It is It makes me teary because it's been a process. Mm-hmm. It's really been a process and still in the making of, I just want to be better. I want to make God proud, my Heavenly Father proud, since I don't have an earthly father. I just, I want to... Finish well. Our hearts are open; we have no choice. Oh Lord, we need a touch from you. We really need a touch
3: from you. Can I ask you about "Touch from You," um, <laughs> which is one of the songs on the album? And and you know, I'm I'm seeing that you you pull and call a lot from real life. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, you talk about the idea of walking as many of us did with our kids during the black lives matter movement. And that sparked something in you share that story for me.
4: That story touched from you. It's like, like I was born in 66, 68, we was marching with Dr. King. And then for me in 2020, 19, we, we marching with my grandkids. I was weeping. And I was like, we had, I had already did this song, Touch From You, getting ready to finish up the album, but that happened, so it put a, you know, pumped the brakes. Touch From You was saying, you know, we all, there's been a drought. We're talking about the drought and just not just when people think drought, they think just water. But when people for us work, I mean, we, things had just totally changed where the world was shut down. I was like, babe. We have to release this song now to be an encouragement to the people, mm-hmm. because right now we're in a place where everybody needs some type of touch from the Lord. And to just have, you know, for some peace of mind again, it's just because mentally this thing really pulled on a lot of us. And that's how, you know, that song was released earlier. But it's funny to me that we were tapping in and not even knowing where the world was going.
3: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
4: And it was like right on time to be an encouragement. So I told him, it's not about the accolades. I said, it's right now. It's just about being a help to the people.
3: And and speaking of help, <laughs> talk to <laughs> me about, about Help Me.
4: Help Me came about, I was sitting and talking to Phil Bryan, who wrote that uh, with me. And actually, I was talking with him and I was just saying, I really am at a place in my life that I had to go and just ask for help, even with like the weight. And I said, I was afraid. Sometimes, you know, you're afraid to ask people for help because of our pride. Mm-hmm. You don't want to, you know, show vulnerability and you don't want, you know, you don't want those skeletons like we were just talking about earlier to come out of different fears that we have. And he sent me back the course. And I, and I told him, I said, I want to do a little old school vibe. And when I, We sit down and we wrote the verses and it's like I told David when I sing it, it made me feel so free because so, you know, I'm saying that I need help and I know where my help comes from. But sometimes we need some earthly help. Mm -hmm. And my son, when we got ready to do the video, he was like, Mom, I want to come from a different place with this song. When we do the video, I want to incorporate a therapist. And I was like, yes. You know, it was like. The bell just went off this like, because we all some some of us do need to just go sit down and have another outlet to just talk to somebody else. so that's how Help Me came about, and the video came about with him saying, "I just need to go sit down and talk to somebody," and it's really helped him, and he was like, "I just want to share that." So we incorporated us going to a therapist, us going to the house of God where we know we can, you know, those places, but it's okay to ask for help.
3: What about the videos? You know, uh, videos aren't the same as they were, you know, 20 years ago where yeah. that was really the first mover, you know, with right. it became a little different, but the videos were so big. But I, I think about what you guys did with these two songs. I mean, the idea of the therapist, you know, you, you, you got the sister there, you know, and then yeah. you, you got the church scene, which is funny in and of itself uh, at times, you know, some of the visual visuals. And then I think about the poignancy of the other video where at the last shot, is with the pictures on the wall of uh many of those who oh, have been yeah. yes, uh, touched from you who've been killed, That's uh, right. in the in the violence that we uh all are praying will e- eventually end. Um, yes. give me a sense about what you've been able to do, and we should say that David has uh directed some of these. Give me a sense of working with the family that can be good. <laughs> and that can be tiresome sometimes. But give me a sense of incorporating everybody in it.
4: For me, it's been a joy, if anything, because I'm kind of like the peacemaker, you mm-hmm. know, because because that because senior David is like, you know, from you know, the the head of the company, you know, he gives his interjections. But then for the kids, it's like we have to remember now that they're adults So we just have to direct ourselves differently, but still respect each other as employee and mom and dad. We have to we have to learn to separate the two. That okay, I'm talking Mm -hmm. to you as your mama right now, and then right and he's talking to you as dad. So we kind of learn, yeah. And you have to learn that we should say because that isn't easy
3: all the time for either side.
4: No, it's like a sidebar. It's like okay how are you coming to me? You mm-hmm. want me to talk to you as boss right now? You want me to talk <laughs> to you as mama, right? Now? Mm-hmm. So I've kind of, we're learning that. And then it's sometimes I still have to, you know, we have to reel each other in that. Okay. Right now I'm still the boss. I'm your boss right now. Mm-hmm. So, but it, I love it because I'm able to be with them all the time and we raise them as family means everything. And family is all you have. And we have to learn to respect each other. So it really, it works for us. It works for us. But we still have days just like anybody else that sometimes you get mad. And they get mad at us, you know, mm-hmm. and we get mad at them. So it does happen in that sense. But for them to come along and to see their growth in like directing, like my daughter directed Touch From uh, Ups and Downs video that me mm-hmm. and uh, David did. My two daughters, Tia and Portia, put that concept together for us, and it would—I was just so proud. And my son did help me. David and Portia, big senior, senior David and Portia did touch from you. So it was just—it's really incredible just to hear their thoughts, to you know, for us to put all this together. So it's really been a joy.
3: Let me finally, as we close out, talk a little bit about all of the things I teach you about all of the things you, you're doing. I mean, you know, acting and music and stage, uh, you know, as many uh, of us found uh, found you and, and, and books and products and the like. What's what's next? Because I know I, I can answer this, I think, on my own. You know, much of this when you see someone doing that is the love of the opportunity given. Mm-hmm. Right, because That's so true. few of us have That's the opportunities to really kind of thumbprint all of this, true. right? So true. So um, true. But what what do you want to do next?
4: Well, right now, I mean, with the album being released August sixth, and you can uh, uh, pre order now, guys. But I'm working on also the Tamil Man collection, which is like my full figure line at leisure wear from sizes twelve to thirty two. I'm I'm just really trying to get that. It's taken off really well. since our second year, and everybody, even through the pandemic, women have really been. Oh my God, I can't. I mean the 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 love and support that we've got. I'm just in awe, and to do more movies and just be more. Really, I'm I'm more about the music, and I do want to like really keep creating. Like I have ideas for other songs for videos. Because I just want to take us out of the box of them putting us just because we gospel, we can't do stuff with excellence. You know, right. we, we want to do stuff with excellence as for as the production of everything that we do. And we just want to put out good content. And we're doing the family dinner thing uh with the just talking with the family on YouTube. Um, man family dinner is is crazy. <laughs> so those it's just some those things. I just want to just tap into them even more and to just make them even bigger and to just encourage families to just stick together. You know, when we was growing up, it's like you saw your cousin. Most of mm-hmm. us, we were around our cousins and aunts, but we knew everybody. Nowadays, the it's, it's different where a lot of people are kind of separated, even before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. can't even blame it all on the pandemic. But that really made me... Think about how important family is going through this pandemic and not being able to see every, and be around everybody. It's like the important that I just want to really tune in people's visions and ears into family and not forget about and don't forget about God. We still have to have some foundation with our kids that they know about, know about the Lord. So those are things that I'm aiming to just work on harder and help people.
3: Well, whatever it is, you know that we will be here, all of your fans, and I certainly count myself as one of those. As I always tell you, you are, and David, uh, are just a pleasure. You know, we hang out sometimes when we're at uh, different events, and you all are right. always a joy to be around, and I'm so happy you were with us
4: today. Thank you for having me. So, everybody, please pick it up. Overcome a man. I'm so excited for you to hear what, what I got, what I got to share.
3: Once again, a big thanks to my girl, Tamala Mann. The new album, Overcomer, is out August 6th. 100 is produced by Ed Gordon Media and distributed by iHeartMedia. Carol Johnson Green and Cherie Weldon are our bookers. Our editor is Lance Patton. Gerald Albright composed and performed our theme. Please join me on Twitter and Instagram at Ed L. Gordon and on Facebook at Ed Gordon Media.